the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We take a break now from our uh, dalliance into woke stupidity courtesy of our mayor, Andrew Ginther, and his Democratic minions in the city of Columbus, to share with you today's segment on Today and Evil. Did you know these stories you see across the nation about family-friendly drag shows not to be outdone? City of Columbus, more specifically, the neighborhood of Clintonville, will be hosting a family-friendly drag show. Coming up on the first weekend in December. I know it's family-friendly. You know how I know it's it's uh, family-friendly? It is called the Holly Drag Storytime. That's right, a holiday drag show. At the First Unitarian Universalist Church in Columbus, located in Clintonville, 93 West Weichheimer Road in Clintonville. Admission, $10. But don't worry. Your kids under two are free. Yes. It's not that they're saying, you know, it's not appropriate for kids under two or any kids under mm, 18. No, it's perfectly fun. Come and watch. Three drag queens cavort around and corrupt the minds of everyone there. Saturday, December 3rd, 10 to 1130 a.m. Um, Wow. So, I'm, like you, curious, what kind of church would host a drag show where kids under two are invited to come for free? Um, not a real church. Not an authentic faith-believing church. Uh, let me just read you some of the headlines or some of the uh, little uh, banners that you can click on to find out more about this church that is uh, charting a interstate highway straight to hell for the people who go there. Uh, The Unitarian Universalist Church is, and I quote, an LGBTQ welcoming congregation. You can click on their website and find out more about their efforts to become a green sanctuary. Um, And also, would you like to know where if you tithe at the First Unitarian Universalist Church. Would you like to know where their money is going in the month of November? Now, what are you thinking here about hunger? Uh, Maybe Ukraine? Uh, End human trafficking? End prostitution? End, uh, they're woke, so maybe gun violence in the city? Uh, You know, drugs? Uh, Let me quote from their website. In November, we are exploring the theme change across our congregation. Our Share the Plate recipient for November is Sedona Grace. Is that a church? No, it is not. The Sedona Grace Foundation provides 
what, counseling to people trapped in addiction? Um, Guidance for those uh, teetering on the brink of divorce? No. The Sedona Grace Foundation provides dog and cat food to Central Ohio food pantries. What a lovely use of the charitable contributions that they collect at the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Columbus. So December the 3rd, uh, they will have their family-friendly drag show at this church in Clintonville. Now, I have posted on my Twitter the uh, email address for the church and the phone number for the church, and I do want to say with all seriousness, I would encourage you to let them know how you feel about this clear, satanic, evil endeavor in which they are committed to hosting. But please be civil. Do not threaten them. Do not threaten violence. But they need to know how their community feels about this endeavor. And I would hope that the opinion is that this is not welcome, that this is not appropriate. And someone posted something today on social media that I thought was pretty profound. And I say all the time to you, that you're not alone in feeling the way you feel about the evil of drag queen story hour, family-friendly drag shows, the transgender movement. You're not alone in how you feel about these things. You are, in fact, in the majority. But I'll just read you what this says. I've heard people say there's more of us than them many times before. But even if that's true, it won't ever matter if there's not more of us willing to stand up and do the work to stop them. The truth is, there aren't more of us willing to stand up and do the work necessary to save America right now. Maybe that will change someday, but the left is rabid. They fight for what they believe in. They'll ballot harvest, donate, and volunteer until their arms fall off. And I might add, cheat. Unless we adopt the same intense willingness to stand up for our beliefs without cheating, America's in big trouble, and so are we, if we want our values or our culture to survive. Yes, this is why when something happens in Arizona that is clearly fishy, you are allowed to say that it's fishy without being an election denier. See, the labels are going to come. You think, oh, if I don't say it, I won't get labeled an election denier. I won't get labeled whatever the left wants to throw at me. Homophobic, transphobic, Islamophobic, this phobic, that phobic. They won't label me. I'll be fine. No, no. They will just label you for less because eventually you're going to get to the point where you're going to reach a point of discomfort, a point of no return where you say, I'm sorry, I just can't get on board with this. I'm not going to send out my email signature with the rainbow flag on it. I'm not going to put my pronouns on my biography for the company I work for. I'm not going to nod in agreement at a meeting where everybody is on board with something that I think is in violation of my deeply held faith-based beliefs. And what you do in that moment, the minute that they sense that you're not fully on board. The minute that somebody says, oh, I voted for this person for school board, they're great, aren't they? And you inside realize, you know, I got to say no. I don't think they're great. I don't think 
those books in our school library are appropriate. I don't think we ought to allow this. The minute you do that, all the things you think you saved yourself from are going to come pouring down on you with all the force of the water that flows every second over the edge of Niagara Falls. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And the sooner we realize that, the sooner we insist that, you know what, it's not normal that votes take a week to count in not a third world country, in our country. Like, what a joke this is that we still don't have a vote tally in air in uh, California in like more than 10 house races. That is fishy. That is suspicious. There is no explanation for that. Okay. The problem is on the conservative side, the only people who seem willing to say what's obvious are people who have been labeled crazy lunatic nut jobs and so when they say it, if you agree with it, oh, you're a crazy lunatic nut job too. One of the crazy lunatic nut jobs out there. And she has said some crazy nutty things, but not here is Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. I believe there was a lot of election fraud in the 2020 election. Absolutely, I do. I think that any time that we turn election day into election month, we, we create a big opening with mail-in ballots and absentee ballots. That's a giant opening for fraud. And I believe in safe elections, and I think that's something that every single voter wants to see happen, Happen, and you're hearing it from people all over the country right now. It's, it is completely absurd that they are slowly counting ballots out in districts like in California, Arizona, and other states. We look like the laughing stock of the world. There's, foreign, there's other countries that do it in one day and count all of their ballots up and they get their elections done. I can't imagine why in the United States of America we can't accomplish this in one day, and I think it looks ridiculous. It does look ridiculous. It looks absolutely ridiculous. Notice she said, mail-in balloting, ballot harvesting creates a giant opening for fraud. That is accurate. It will be portrayed by the reporters in the room dutifully scribbling it down that she's denying the election. No, she's denying the authenticity of how it's conducted. Donald Trump's announcement is tonight. We presume it will be that he is going to run for president in 2024. Uh, That is not what I hope to hear, uh, but it is what I expect to hear. And the result of the midterms is doubly depressing for me because you're never going to get an environment where strictly on a performance basis, Democrats are less worthy of people's votes than they received. And then there's been this effort out there to say that the midterm results were not as bad as they seem. Hey, we got the house. Okay. We got the house. Hopefully we need one more race to break Republican. Would you bet against the delayed vote counting to result in, Oh, look at that. The last 12 contested house races all broke Democrat. Would you be shocked? I would not be shocked. I would be chagrined, but I would not be shocked. So let's presume that Donald Trump is running. How can we possibly win in 2024? Well, uh, I think that the swing state of Michigan is lost because Gretchen Whitmer's the governor. I think the swing state of Pennsylvania is lost 
because Josh Shapiro is the governor. I think the swing state of Arizona is highly likely to be lost because it appears that Katie Hobbs is going to be the governor of Arizona. It's not possible to win an election if you cannot win swing states. And I question if Ron DeSantis is the nominee or Nikki Haley's the nominee, Mike Pompeo, Mike Pence. I question whether they will be given a fair chance to win in certain states where the governors will set how ballots are counted, how ballots are aggregated. I question it. The other part that I question, for two other reasons, is because Democrats have figured out how to out-fundraise Republicans. Here's the spending in Arizona on the Senate race. Not including PAC money, Mark Kelly, $73 million, Blake Masters, $9 million. In Nevada, Catherine Cortez Masto, $46 million, Adam Laxalt, $12 million. In New Hampshire, Maggie Hassan, $36 million, Don Bolduc, $2 million. Now, they got money from PACs, but that's the lead that they had off fundraising that's not super PAC related. Oh, in Pennsylvania, Dr. Oz did pretty well, got $37 million. He still got outspent by $15 million by John Fetterman. In Georgia, Raphael Warnock had more than twice as much money from non-super PACs, $75 million to $32 million. And the number is not here, but we know that's also true in Ohio with J.D. Vance and with Tim Ryan because Ryan started with more than four times more money than J.D. Vance had. The other issue that Republicans have is that young people are voting overwhelmingly for Democrats, and Republicans have to figure out a way to appeal to Gen Z voters. They're 18 to 29. They favored Democrats in this election by a 28-point margin, 28 points. I'm shocked it's not more than that because young people are selfish. Young people are often not rooted into their faith. Now in this era of where people are getting married later and later, they don't feel responsible. They don't have kids. So you might vote because what's going to be good for my kids? What kind of America are we going to leave to our children? That's not on the minds of most Gen Zers, particularly if they're not married. So the Republican Party has to figure out a way to appeal to these younger voters, to make them see that the things that you might have thought were going to be part of your future, buying a house, accruing wealth, they're not really going to be as accessible to you if you continue to vote Democrat as if you would vote Republican. You want to live in an apartment your whole life? Oh, we got a climbing wall and a golf simulator and a swimming pool. Great. Fantastic. You get tired of not owning anything. You get tired of your money vanishing out in there in the ether because you're not building up any equity. Republicans have to do a job of educating and enlightening people who right now can't see any further than, hey, are we going out tonight? John Fetterman won in Pennsylvania because he had a 46% edge. Edge, the gap was 46%. He didn't get 46% of the Gen Z vote. He had a gap of 46% on Dr. Oz. And these people were heavily motivated by what? I said they were selfish. They're motivated by, can I have sex, get pregnant, and get an abortion? 
If not, then I'm going to vote against whoever threatens that. And you know it's not Democrats who threaten that. It's Republicans. I'm not saying Republicans need to change their position. And this is the only place, the only place, where I am willing to suffer this loss in the midterm peaceably. Because if you would have told me two years ago, Biden's going to do really well in the midterms, Bruce. He's going to strengthen his hold on the Senate. And you're barely going to get the House. But you get Roe versus Wade overturned. I would have taken that in a heartbeat. 50 years of indiscriminately murdering children in the womb. We didn't get it eradicated from every state. We never will. But I think eventually the Ohio Supreme Court is going to overthrow that common pleas judge's ruling in Hamilton County. I think eventually we're going to get the heartbeat bill enacted, not just into law, but made to have fangs that the left cannot defeat. And there'll be other states like that, Oklahoma, Florida, So that's the only place where I can look at the midterms and say, okay, you got Roe versus Wade overturned. I'm willing to live with that. Muhammad on the north side next on the Bruce Hooley Show. Hello, Muhammad. Hey, Bruce. How are you doing today? Very good. Um, I actually just heard about your comments about Gen Z and how uh, much of a voting margin they gave to the Democrats. And it reminded me of an argument I had with my older brother a couple days ago about the election. And what I told him at the end of the day is that the reason I think Republicans will never beat Democrats, at least going forward for the foreseeable future, is because the Republican Party, in my opinion, is a party of accountability and responsibility. And the party, it's inconvenient for millennials and Gen Z to be a Republican because it means owning up to your actions, your financial actions, your, you know, your moral actions, whereas... The Democrats, you don't have to take responsibility for these things. You're not accountable for anything. So it's, it's honestly, in my opinion, inconvenient for anyone on that side of the aisle to be a Republican. It's I, not ever going to benefit them. I think you absolutely nailed it. We see we see evidence of that in their embrace of abortion, which is essentially a, a, a free ticket out of consequences for actions. We see it in the student loan bailout, how much they embrace that. I think you're absolutely 100% on target. That's it. Thank you, Muhammad. Uh, very p- much appreciate your perspective. Appreciate you listening to the show. Appreciate you weighing in and offering your perspective because that is true. And here's the thing. It's okay to lose if the principles that you stand behind have authenticity and are truth positions. I've read enough of my Bible. Not, not enough like I don't need to read more. I'm just saying I've read enough of my Bible to know that I don't think we're promised winning elections anywhere in there. I think we're promised persecution. I think we're told to stand against evil. What we are called to do, if we do and we lose, that's fine. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.